Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Glee Star Death Investigation. Her four-year-old son found alive and alone on the boat they rented on the lake. The life preserver left behind and the haunting video she posted. And the doctor shot to death by a madman in a national forest. Where's dad? And he's like, he's been shot. His brave son's epic escape. He did the best thing possible and he fled into the forest. Plus... The waitress hailed a hero. She kicked this knucklehead out of the restaurant after his racist rant. We should have a lot more people like her. Then, getting in the president's face. Black Lives Matter painted in front of Trump Tower. Yes. And what's with the new White House press secretary and those dramatic exits? Then, RVs. They're growing in popularity during the pandemic. But are rookie drivers putting their lives at risk because they don't know how to handle these giant vehicles? And new roller coaster for the pandemic. No screaming allowed. Half the fun is being able to scream. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. She shot to fame as a star on the hit show Glee. Now authorities fear that Naya Rivera is dead after her four-year-old boy was found alone in a boat she'd rented. Authorities say the child told them his mom had gone for a swim and didn't come back. As Jim Murray reports, she's just the latest star from the show to meet an unhappy end. The mystery deepens into the presumed drowning of Glee star Naya Rivera as helicopters and divers search for her body. The actress disappeared after renting a pontoon boat around 1.30 p.m. with her four-year-old son on Lake Piru, an hour outside Los Angeles. This is the dock behind me where Naya Rivera left on her ill-fated boating trip yesterday. Sheriff's deputies tell me that when she didn't return, a dock employee went searching for the actress. He says he found the boy alone on the boat, and the boy said his mom went swimming and she didn't come back. The child indicated that they were on the boat together, and they went out and they were swimming, that, that his mother was not wearing a life preserver. I thoroughly believe it's an accident. Cops found her life vest on the rented pontoon, but no sign of the actress. On Wednesday afternoon, the actress rented a pontoon boat similar to this one. It has a motor, sits on two floats, and rents for $250. It can hold up to 10 guests. But Naya and her son were there by themselves. The actress Mercedes G-Wagon was found in a parking lot. The search for the actress was called off at nightfall, but resumed at first light today. Rivera's social media is filled with loving photos and videos with her son Josie. This sweet photo with her son was taken yesterday. Just the two of us, she wrote. In March, she posted this haunting video showing her underwater in a bathtub. Gravity keeps pulling me under, but the urge to breathe helps me stay afloat, she wrote. The apparent drowning of the 33-year-old actress is the latest tragedy to hit the Glee cast. In 2013, Corey Monteith, the boyfriend of Glee star Leah Michelle, 
died from an accidental overdose of heroin and alcohol. In 2018, Mark Sally committed suicide just before he was scheduled to be sentenced for possession of child pornography. If I die young. Now another Glee star, apparently gone too soon. Naya Rivera had been sharing custody of her son with her ex-husband since they were divorced in 2018. It's the news many were fearing in the battle against COVID-19. More than 80 people tested positive for the virus at a sleepaway camp. And parents received a very scary letter telling them the camp was being shut down. Outbreak at sleepaway camp. Camp Canacook. A Christian camp near Branson, Missouri, was shut down today after 82 campers and counselors tested positive for COVID-19. They're screaming, they're shouting, they're dancing, we're having fun. This promotional video from last year shows hundreds of kids crowded together for group activities. Now they've all been sent home with parents receiving this alarming email. We recommend that you consider a 14-day self-quarantine for your child and monitor for symptoms of COVID-19. Sisters Delaney and Lauren Warner attended the camp just before the outbreak. Their dad, Graham, says the camp took every precaution. They had doctors and nurses uh, that were going to be staffing in case of outbreaks or any other injuries. They had protocols in place for social distancing. These images show staff members taking the campers' temperatures as they checked in on the first day of camp. I'm not sure what else they could have done. Health officials in Tulsa are also reporting a surge in COVID-19 cases, blaming it partly on President Trump's June 20th political rally and the protests surrounding it. The news coming as the president prepares for his next rally in New Hampshire this weekend. This time, it'll be outdoors. Still, the state's governor says he's not going, and he's a Republican. I will not be in the crowd of thousands of people. I'm not going to put myself in the middle of a crowd of thousands of people. As the governor, I, I try to be extra cautious for myself and my family. Meanwhile, professional soccer's return has hit a major stumbling block as the league's 24 teams gather for a tournament at Disney's Wide World of Sports in Orlando. The teams from Dallas and Nashville have been sent home after 19 of their players tested positive. The first game was last night, preceded by an 8-minute, 46-second moment of silence in recognition of the death of George Floyd. These are pictures that will resonate around the world. And could you ride a roller coaster without screaming? Is that even possible? An amusement park in Japan is asking that guests avoid screaming to prevent the spread of coronavirus. Two executives rode a coaster in total silence to show that it could be done. Half the fun is being able to scream. <laughs> Something tells me that rule wouldn't fly in this country. Other news today, a defeat for President Trump as the Supreme Court rules the Manhattan District Attorney may be given Mr. Trump's personal tax returns as part of an ongoing investigation. But it is unlikely those returns will be seen until after the election. And the paintbrushes are out in Manhattan as Black Lives Matter is being painted on Fifth Avenue just outside Trump Tower. Anne Mercagliano reports. 
Here it is. The phrase Black Lives Matter was painted in giant letters outside Trump Tower today. Police closed a block-long stretch of Fifth Avenue as the outline of the words were first laid out. New York City's liberal mayor Bill de Blasio, clearly delighted in thumbing his nose at the president, lent a hand along with dozens of volunteers. The mayor says he wants to be sure President Trump and other wealthy residents of Trump Tower can see the words Black Lives Matter whenever they look out of their windows. This is what it looks like from above. That wasn't the only crimp in the president's day. This is a CBS News report. The Supreme Court has just made a big decision on President Trump's financial records. Networks broke into programming as the Supreme Court ruled that the Manhattan DA may see the president's tax returns for its investigation into hush money allegedly paid to two women who claim to have had affairs with Trump, Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal. This is a major defeat for President Trump. He was trying to block the Manhattan district attorney from getting his tax returns. President Trump's reaction was swift. This is a political witch hunt, the likes of which nobody's ever seen before. It's a pure witch hunt. It's a hoax. With the president under so much heat, he appears to have found the perfect press secretary in Kayleigh McEnany. And I think it's time that the New York Times and also the Washington Post hand back their Pulitzers. The 32-year-old former TV pundit is known for her combative style and theatrical flair when she ends her briefings. She likes to leave reporters with a daily zinger. You guys have three days to follow up on those questions, and I certainly hope the next time I ask, some hands go up. Slamming her binder and striding out, the Wall Street Journal is calling her style almost pure theater. But former White House Communications Director Anthony Scaramucci has a message for Kaylee McEnany. You don't want to transition all of your personal integrity for this man because it's not going to be worth it in the end. Ms. McEnany gave birth to a baby girl named Blake just a few months before she took the job as press secretary. What sounds like a horror movie was real life for a 15-year-old boy who spent 30 hours hiding in the wilderness after a bandit opened fire, killing his father while they were off-road driving. As Stephen Fabian reports, everyone is amazed by the boy's bravery. This wife is speaking out today about her devastating loss, the fatal shooting of her husband in a national forest. And I said, where's dad? And he's like, he's been shot. And I said, what do you, what do you even mean? 45-year-old Dr. Ari Gershman and his 15-year-old son Jack were enjoying a relaxing July 4th adventure in the Tahoe National Forest in Northern California when they encountered a stranger and asked him for directions. The uh, shooter pulls out a pistol and starts shooting on after two or three shots, he was hit. Jack jumped out of the family Jeep and fled into the woods. He ended up lost. Making matters worse, his phone was on 1% battery power. Jack struggled to get a signal, so he climbed to higher ground, and an hour later, he got one. His first call was to 911. Then he called his mom to tell her what happened, and right after that conversation, he ran out of battery. When my phone died, I had really nothing to do, so I, I prayed. Searchers found Jack 30 hours later. We all just screamed and hugged and cried, but then it was that relief and we knew that he was okay, but then it was 
the reality that Ari was not. Authorities arrested the suspected gunman, 40-year-old John Thomas Conway. He is a suspect in two other shootings that took place the same day. Wilderness survival expert Shane Hobel says he's impressed with young Jack's survival instincts. He did the best thing possible and he fled into the forest. It's a big, big place to hide. Jack's ordeal is also shedding light on another challenge. What if you're stranded and in trouble and your phone is just about out of power? What can you do to hang on to the little juice you have? Turn down the screen brightness as far as it can go. If you know there's no Wi-Fi signal, turn off that Wi-Fi antenna so that's not running and looking for a signal. And if you don't need Bluetooth, you probably don't. Go turn off that Bluetooth antenna as well. At least those handful of things will give you some extra battery life. The murder of Dr. Gershman has left his wife Paige a widow with three children. He was all about helping others and just so funny and kind. As we all know, we live in a world of see something, say something. Well, a waitress who saw a man hurling vile, racist insults at a family celebrating a birthday wasn't about to let him do that. So she spoke up and she kicked him out. Well, now she's being hailed as a hero. And we should warn you, what this guy said is really upsetting. She is a hero among us. Get out! A waitress is being hailed today for coming to the defense of a family that was being targeted in a racist rant. You need to leave. Oh, you need you to leave. No, you need to leave. What's wrong? You need to leave. Asian piece of. Oh my God! Get out of here! Yeah, I'm out. Get out! The man you see here is the CEO of a tech startup. For some reason, he launched a vile tirade against an Asian-American family at a restaurant in Carmel Valley, California. Raymond Oroso says his family was celebrating his wife's birthday when they came under verbal assault. We were about to have dessert. We, I heard this uh, loud voice behind me screaming, um, you, you Asians. He said it again, but this time my niece was able to uh, pull out her phone and, and videotape him. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm out. Get out! That's when the waitress stepped in and told the man to take a hike. Like now. You are not allowed here. I already, I already put my you money You do not down. talk to our guests like that. Get out now. Who are these? They are valued guests. Oh, are they? Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, they're You, you're a racist. <laughs> you are not allowed here. Yeah. What would you like to say to her today? I can't thank her enough. Uh, we should, We should have a lot more people like her. So who is the hero waitress? Her name is Jenica Cochran. She's also a yoga instructor. The man was identified as Michael Lofthouse. Even his own mother is shocked, saying, we are completely devastated and appalled by his behavior. Today, Lofthouse issued this apology. My behavior in the video is appalling. This was clearly a moment where I lost control and made incredibly hurtful and divisive comments. I would like to deeply apologize to the family. Do I accept the apology? No, I don't because it, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't heartfelt. He didn't mean it. You are not allowed here. The waitress says she hopes her story will inspire people to be kind to their waitresses, especially during the pandemic. We'll be back with more right after this. Next, water parks reopening. Are you ready for your family to dive in? We'll show you what they're doing to keep everyone safe in the age of COVID-19. Inside the precautions being taken at water parks. Then, RVs. 
They're growing in popularity during the pandemic. But are rookie drivers putting their lives at risk because they don't know how to handle these giant vehicles? Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. A huge part of America is in the midst of a heat wave, and it would be wonderful to go to a pool or water park to cool off. But in the age of COVID-19, is it safe? Experts say the virus is unlikely to be transmitted by water because chlorine kills it. But as Les Trent reports, the water parks aren't taking any chances. What's a summer without going to the water park? There you go, you're seeing several thousand gallons of water. Whoa. At the just reopened Funplex in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, CEO Brian Williams showed me how they're staying safe in the COVID-19 era. Even here in the water park, everyone over the age of two must wear a mask. They have to wear them pretty much everywhere, with the exception of if they're in their family pod sitting together, or if they're in the water or going down a slide because it's unsafe to have a mask on when you're in the water. Reservations are required and the park's capacity is limited to 50%. That's about 50 people admitted every half hour. That other great American summer staple, the lifeguard, has a new responsibility, enforcing social distancing. We've got to make sure we're remaining socially distanced. If you see a group of people together in the Lazy River, for instance, that are too close, right. then the lifeguard will blow the whistle and ask them to separate. Staff have their temperature checked. 97.7, you're good to go. Water tubes are set aside for cleaning after every use. And the non-water rides get cleaned too. When a guest gets off the ride, a team member sprays down the entire seatbelt, harness, seat with a peroxide-based cleaner. Food is outdoors only. Parkgoers are taking all the new measures in stride. Were you a little bit nervous at all coming to, uh, to an amusement park? No, because we're outside. I feel good because everybody's wearing a mask and everything is marked that you have to stay six feet apart. There are currently more than 1,000 water parks in the United States. We'll be back after this. Still to come, RVs. They're growing in popularity during the pandemic. But are rookie drivers putting their lives at risk because they don't know how to handle these giant vehicles? Sales of RVs have been going through the roof since the pandemic began. About 80 to 90 percent of the people buying them are first-time buyers. And that has turned out to be a problem. Driving an RV is not like driving a car. And Lisa Guerrero reports some people are learning that the hard way. RVs have become the trendy way to vacation during the pandemic. But with more RVs on the roads, more inexperienced drivers are putting the wreck in recreational vehicle. I think there's definitely a learning curve. Gina Anon recently bought a 31-foot RV to drive from Massachusetts to Arizona with her husband and two children to visit family. I started to turn and I didn't cut wide enough. And all of a sudden I heard the loudest bang and we hit that big pole that's supposed to protect vehicles from hitting the building. <laughs> Watch out for that tree. Daniel and Julie Homerich say they ended up destroying her mom's front yard as they learned how to maneuver their new house on wheels. Over the course of our time in learning how to back in the RV, we did so much damage in her yard that she essentially had to re-landscape her entire yard. So just how difficult is it to drive one of these giant RVs? Gary Lewis, the owner of RV Basic Training, recommends taking at least nine hours of lessons before hitting the road in an RV. Wow, 
feels like I'm uh, driving a big boat. Well, the very first thing that we want to show the new driver is to give them an understanding of the size of the wheelbase. We need to make sure the mirrors are set so that you can see all along the side, at least 12 feet out. And behind, you want to be able to see 200 feet. I can see why new drivers should definitely take a lesson first, because this is not like jumping behind a wheel of a car. How am I doing, Gary? You're doing good. That wasn't bad. That was good. Yeah. See how easy it is when you understand the basics? And when we come back, a dad who definitely has his hands full. And finally today, there must be something really good in the fridge. Babies on the move. These triplets are trying to get into the fridge, and Dad is having a tough time keeping them out. Right when he grabs one, another is right there. Then another. Then all three. No. Triple trouble. <laughs> Looks like pretty good exercise. That is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you again next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast. I'm here with my producer, Becca. Becca, what can people expect on the podcast? The extended moments, for sure. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. I use the internet. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.